0: Celtic Stuff Live. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for Boston sports. We're continuing our off-season interview series, and I'm really excited about this interview with Jeff Clark, the founder of Celtics Blog. Really there very early on in the age of the internet. Obviously, Bill Simmons was a pioneer, certainly for... New England sports, but Jeff Clark was right behind him. I think Bill was at Digital City in 1997, and Jeff had his sports rant webpage, and we're going to get into it in the interview, but he was definitely up and running by the year 2000. So that was certain. He was certainly very, very early in the game. We're going to get into how he came up with the name Celtics blog. We're going to get into his faith. We're going to get into um, just how to manage a community. A couple of really great quotes from him that I can't wait to get to as well. Just an excellent interview and insight. It almost feels like, and I said I, I said this to him when we recorded the interview, but it almost felt like two old friends reconnecting after five or six years of, of not having spoken. But Jeff was a big supporter of Celtic Stuff Live in the early going. We broadcast our show or I should say simulcast it on Celtics blog for a number of years and we're going to talk about um, obtaining press credentials because Jeff and and Eric Weiss at the time of Draft Express and Celtics blog and who is now with the BBIQ but The three of us worked together, mostly Jeff and Eric, to secure credentials with the Celtics organization, and that really changed my life in many ways, and it brought a lot of credence to Celtics Stuff Live and the content that we were providing at the time. So it'll be interesting because our careers or our Projects, our internet projects, ran parallel for many years, and uh, very excited to have Jeff to continue this off-season interview series. And I think a lot of people will find his insights very, very interesting. A reminder to follow us, uh, Celtic Stuff Live on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live, as well as myself at CSL underscore Justin and my co-host John Duke at CSL underscore Duke the entire CLNS Radio network at CLNS Radio and our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash CLNS fans. Don't forget to download the CLNS Radio app for iOS and Android. Just go to your app marketplace. You search CLNS Radio. It'll pop right up. There's a lot of good content. We're actually adding a number of new Celtics podcast, even Causeway Street being the newest. Bobby Manning, who was the inspiration, I know I bring this up in the intro to every show, but Bobby has been doing some real spectacular work. I think he's only got another week left before he heads off to college at Syracuse, and he really was the inspiration, him and Chad Finn, his interview with Chad Finn of the Boston Globe, the inspiration for doing this offseason. Interview series, as well as Danny Larue, last week's guest on the Real GM Radio podcast. Uh, go go to our YouTube channel as well, YouTube.com backslash CLNS Radio for high definition full length locker room interviews. That'll be starting right up. It will be at the season before you know it. And the Garden Report with Jared Weiss, which again, Jared killing it. He was on, I think, the two episodes ago of the Real GM podcast with Danny LaRue. We've had some great guests so far. Sean Grandy kicking it off with us and talking about the early days of W E E I. If you haven't listened to the first podcast First podcast in the interview series. And then obviously Danny LaRue, as I've mentioned already, joined us last week. We're going to have Nick Gelso who is the founder of CLNS Radio, who uh, is also a co-collaborator with Celtics Stuff Live before we took our big break and had the original Celtics late-night show. So just that will be on tap. We're going to broadcast this podcast with Jeff Clark on Friday morning, and I believe we're going to bring Nick Gelso. the interview with Nick Gelso on Monday. I've had so many requests for so many different um, people to bring on an interview that I'm running out of time quite frankly and I'm going to try to kick it up a notch and get two interviews going a week for you all I hope you've been enjoying the content and I hope it's something that's different to help get you through the off season so definitely uh, give us a like a rating and a review Um, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter like I said at CSL underscore tweet live as well as myself at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore score duke let us know what you think of the offseason interview series and if you think there's somebody else that we should be including in our interview series real quick before we get started with jeff clark going to give a shout out to our sponsor Fan Essentials. How would you like to get all of your favorite NBA team's merchandise delivered straight to your doorstep? Check out FanEssentials.net All you do is pick your favorite sports team and every month you get team gear shipped right to your door. They find sports gear so you don't have to and each fan box comes fully packed with some amazing gear. It makes a great gift idea for any sports fan and prices start at just thirty four ninety nine. So listen, You can support Celtic Stuff Live, and we're going to help you by saving you 30% on your first month of your subscription by using the promo code CSL2016 at the checkout. Go to fanessentials.net to get all the essentials that you need. And just a reminder, we're giving away one free month each week to our listeners. We're going to announce that winner on Monday's show with Nick Gelso, but all you've got to do is retweet our show announcement, and you can retweet today's interview announcement with Jeff Clark as well. So any one of our interview offseason interview series any one of our shows just retweet it with the hashtag fan essentials and make sure that you're following at csl underscore tweet live so we can send you a direct message with the information that you're going to need to claim your prize so we're going to announce the winner on monday's show really excited to get started with jeff clark so let's bring him on right now jeff clark the the man behind the scenes and in front of the scenes of Celtics blog and Jeff, you know I know it's been quite a while since you were on Celtics Stuff Live, and obviously, you know as I've mentioned numerous times on this podcast, we took a, a pretty big break there for like four years. But there was a time for any of the newer listeners listening that Celtics Stuff Live aired on Celtics Blog every Sunday night for two hours or you know more if it was a draft night show, and we needed six and a half or seven hours, but It's been a while, and I remember, I believe, that you were on our very first draft night show, and if not the first one, definitely the second one. So it's nice to have you back on. It's exciting for me to be back on the scenes, and we're doing this off-season interview series, and honestly, I don't know how we could do an off-season interview series for people that are sort of you want to understand how people came up in, in the business, either through blogging or sports casting. We had Sean Grandy the first week to kick it off, and we talked about his start at WEEI. And then of course we had Danny LaRue who took a more non-traditional path, but nobody took uh you know, a more non-traditional path specific to Celtics coverage at, at such an early time than you, uh, obviously, because Celtics blog was there from the very beginning. You know, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, how you got to the point where you created the website and maybe what you think was some of the secrets behind it taking off because it was one of the top communities of all NBA blogs, not just Boston blogs, but all NBA blogs at a very early start.
1: Yeah, so thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to uh, come on to the to the podcast and um, one of the things I would say is that you know the secret to my success has always been that I got there first. You know, I, I started a blog very early on in the in, this, in the um, in the in the course of blogs, and you know started a a web community where you know this was not something that was very common back in the day. You know, we're talking back in the um, early 2000s and, and things like that. So. Um it was a one of those things where I was just out of college, a few years out of college, and I would write these long emails to my friends about the the, the Celtics and sports and things like that and they kind of you know wrote these one liners back saying we don't care. And so I was like eager to, to find other um like minded Celtics fans on the internet and you know out things like message boards and things like that and um finally just decided hey i would like to create a website and i created a website called sports rant which evolved into you know um celtics rant because you know i got some really good advice from somebody who said hey you should focus on um one one particular team, one that, that everybody's that the the fan base is passionate about. They're gonna to want to go back to that site and and get involved in the conversation. So um I really took that advice and, and kinda of ran with it. And at some point um blogs were created and um so like I didn't have to do the, you know, updating a page, uploading it to via FTP and Correcting the links in the front page anymore. I could just blog, and, and it was a, a wonderful revelation to me in, in terms of um, a content management system that I didn't have to do so manually anymore. So um, basically, it's just you know I got the, got in very early in the in the game in terms of you know being a, a forward leaner, someone who wanted to experiment with with new things and and try this thing called, you know, blogging. And I just happened to focus on the Celtics and um, the rest of this kind of history.
0: You know, there are some people that are probably, and I don't, I don't want to make us sound as, as that old because I still feel pretty young at heart. But there are probably some people that are going to listen to this this uh, podcast who weren't even alive yet when <laughs> oh, you were blessed with the fact that you could all of a sudden. You know, take away all of this manual process, and I know exactly what you're talking about because I remember creating the 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 podcast, and there was a time like right now i'm just sitting in front of my laptop, but there was a time where I had two laptops and all of this equipment and a microphone, and you know now I just have a headset and a laptop it's that easy to do it but and then even to to create the live broadcast, I had to have four different programs open, and I had to um edit and come up with the html so that people could listen to it and i had to create a whole media player for it i mean it was just a whole lot of work and everything really has become automated so i can definitely appreciate what a what a time savings that was but you know the other thing was is is you didn't try to get all crazy with the name either you went with something (laughs) straight and that was definitely part of the magic right just going with selding's blog keep it simple to the point where else would anybody go
1: yeah. And, you know, at the at that time, you know, there was, and, and even today, people have these crazy names and, and fun names, and wonderful, you know, names that, that were um, clever and, and things like that. And I was trying to, I was racking my brain trying to come up with a name for this site. And one of my friends was just like, Hey, why don't you just make it Celtics blog? It's just very simple. And, you know, I did that. And then I, this was even before I knew about search engine optim, optimization. And at some point, I realized, oh, someone's looking for a blog. They're looking for a blog about the Celtics. If they type in Celtics and blog, they're going to come to the Celtics blog. You know, it just it just sort of worked out that way.
0: Well, it really was a stroke of genius. And, and you know, I think anybody now, you know, I guess we're talking, what, 15, 15 years later? Um, anybody now would be like, oh, that's that's just so – so, it seems so simple. But you have to remember the context of the situation, like you're talking about, which was it was completely new. Um, I should have probably named our show Celtics Podcaster or or Celtics (laughs) Cap, right? But we came up with Celtics Stuff Live after um, a message board on on the website. And when JB and I created it, he had the Celtics Stuff message board. And that's we just called it Celtics Stuff Live, and we named it after the community, Um, whereas you were creating a community and creating an identity. And you talked about message boards, and I remember – Right at the turn – oh, my God, the turn of the millennium. Um, <laughs> it's just so weird. So I remember it was like 2001, 2002, and I had a job where I was basically tied to a phone, and I was doing medical necessity reviews for an insurance company. I was working as under my nursing license at the time, and I made calls. But I was had a lot of downtime in front of my computer because I'd make calls in the morning, but then I'd have like three hours before – Right. the reviewers could go and, and figure out what's going on with the patient and call me back. And so I was hanging out on message boards and I remember the fan home message board and you were there. Uh, I want to say I probably found you two or three months before you left and, and started Celtics blog, because I remember you were the moderator there and I eventually became the moderator, but right. um, a bunch of us wound up getting together and actually go into a game. But those message board communities were very, very tight. And, you know, right. I'd be surprised if you didn't still keep in touch with a lot of the guys from the fan home pages.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, I always can kind of compare it to like a, a sports bar, you know, So it was a, it was a virtual sports bar, we could meet and, and gather and, and meet other like-minded friends and um, become, you know, have a community of people to talk to. And, uh, I'll tell you, too, the other big break that I got on, on the blog when I, once I created the blog was, um, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, Boston.com, which is the Boston Globe website, um, they were shutting down their chat room. And there was a lot of people in there that would, who would chat all the time and um, seems quaint now. But, you know, back in the day, that was, you know, cutting edge. And they wanted to move to more of a, of a message board, you know. Um, type. And, and I said, Hey, you know, I can go out to the internet. I can research this and grab some code and drop it into my website. And um, like, I don't, I I can't code for anything, but I can, you know, cut and paste. And I was able to drop a, a chat room into my website and a whole bunch of people said, Hey, there's a chat room over at Celtics blog. Let's just go over there. And so that was my big, big break. And went, you know, went from having like three readers to like, You know, (laughs) that's, that's what we're, we're talking about in the early days there. And so it just sort of, you know, snowballed from there. So it it was, it was, again, it's just one of those things where got in early, had a dedicated, um, uh, I I was dedicated to the, to working the the blog and writing and working on my craft and trying to get better as a writer. And I always had a, a focus on the, on the community and encouraging um, participation with the with other people who are other smart, you know, basketball minds that I can learn a lot from. And so it's always uh, a, a great experience of you know, learning from other people and um, allowing myself to have, you know, editors, meaning all the writers who call me on anything if i if I'm wrong. So there's a, a trial by fire type of atmosphere there that all bloggers kind of share.
0: It's funny, too, because you mentioned the chat room, and that's almost gone extinct, right? And I remember we had The Pit, which is what we would interface uh, with listeners during the live broadcast, which I obviously don't do anymore, you know, just for flexibility. And I don't think, you know, the live broadcast isn't the same. Podcasting has taken off so much Um, and people want, you know, maybe shorter snippets, and they don't want to be tied to a time frame when they're going to, you know, digest their audio content. But the chat room was such a big part of how we engaged listeners into the show. And I I think I remember your chat. You just had it embedded into one of the sidebars. Is that right? So no matter what page you were on at Celtics Blog, you would see the chat, and it was creating a constant dialogue.
1: Yeah, and it was just one of those things where – Drop the code in and you can go and and use this, you know, software that other people have developed. And I was just able to utilize that. And, you know, one of the things that I did is that I always tried to experiment, and I still do. I I still experiment with new things and and try different things. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. No big deal. But, you know, I'm always trying to improve the site and do new things and see if we can get better.
0: Well, that's really what was so great about the Internet right? I mean, it was, you can do whatever you want to do, as long as you're willing to, A, start out by doing it for free. So right. it has to be something you're passionate about. And that was one of the sort of topics of conversation with Danny LaRue in our last off-season interview series podcast, which which he said, you know, advice for people is is don't necessarily expect to get paid if you want to do this. Not that no, that wouldn't be great and you don't want to get to that point potentially, sure. but you're you're probably not going to get there. And I mean, I remember well, I got really lucky with a sponsor with Celtics stuff live for a number of years who happened to be a season ticket holder who dealt in gold when the economy was tanking and that's like the only thing that that actually goes well in a bad economy and he had t- season tickets three rows back from Wix. So I got really lucky, but True words were never spoken on the internet, right, Jeff? I mean, if you're expecting to like make a lot of money doing it, uh, you probably should look elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, sports is, is notorious for being something where, um, even if you do get a job, you're you're getting less money than you do in other industries because everyone wants to be in the sports industry, and so you're you're kind of at a it's a supply and demand thing. There's so much. Um, supply of people willing to write about it, that the, that the, the rates are, are lower, but in terms of, you know, blogging and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you better be doing it as a hobby. You better be doing it as a passion because, you know, if you're out to get rich, you know, no one's, no one's getting that with the exception of the Bill Simmonses of the world. And I think he would have, you know, done something with his wife um, anyway. So it, it's a, it's a very, it's a very difficult um industry to get rich in so don't try it <laughs> you
0: know yeah you yeah, got to I mean, do it because you you got to do it because you love it absolutely we're going to go back to bill simmons in a second too but i wanted to just expand on that whole thing because i really feel like we we started to talk about something that definitely hasn't been discussed on the previous podcast uh, with Danny and and certainly not with Sean Grandy, but especially in new media and as it's changing the landscape. I mean, obviously there's value to providing content, especially when you have a high number of listeners or readers. But even the monetization of new media content is still really very much in an infant stage, wouldn't you say?
1: Well, yeah. I mean it's it's hard to um, it's hard to see sell whatever it is you're trying to sell. I mean there's some models out there where people have to, you know, subscribe for a fee and there's very uh, a lot of people are re- reluctant to do that and included. Um there's a lot of models out there that most models are, you know, selling advertising and you know a lot of advertisers are still used to the the old model of selling um TV advertisements and you know video and things like that. They don't know how to sell um, banner ads and, and things like that, and, and I'm not even sure how well banner ads um, work. They're working a lot better now than they were back in the day when we first got started. But you know, it's definitely one of those things where it's a, a difficult thing to figure out how to monetize a web page. So um, it, it's a it's a different it's a different thing, and that's one of the um, the reasons why you know I was in the early days. I was trying to sell advertisements on my site it was a very fluctuating up and down all over the place type of deal. I didn't know when some days I was, you know, losing my hand over fist on the website and there was, you know, and so that's why it was appealing for me uh, when SB nation came calling and said, Hey, we'd like to, you know, have you join our network. It was a, it became a more steady income You know, I'm not going to get into the details or anything like that, but it was a nice, deal for me to say, okay, you manage that, you manage the, the server, you manage, you know, selling advertisements and things like that. And, you know, this is coming from a guy who, um, I had the, the burden of success because early on, I I was on, on Bluehost, this, this, you know, web server and on draft night, I didn't, I hadn't purchased enough bandwidth to, to handle the spike in traffic. And I didn't know at that, at that point, how big of a spike in traffic that was going to be. and So the site was constantly crashing when I needed it to be up at the, at the, at the utmost uh, importance. So um, being able to lay that off and, and hand that over to Espionage was a, a big um, plus to me in, in my career.
0: Well, I think that that is a, actually a really good, um, you know, sort of way to illustrate, I think, what the crux is because a lot of the old way of selling media and advertising was to appeal to a small local audience. And the irony about websites and online media content is geographically you're not really very pinned down. And so, yes, with like Celtics blog, are you still appealing to the New England, you know, region? Absolutely, because that's where most of the people grow up loving the Celtics, but at the same time you're reaching out and I know this, you know, very well as well but you're reaching out to Australia, you're reaching out to Italy, you're reaching out globally not just regionally and so that also presents difficulty because this local advertiser or potential customer for advertising doesn't care about people in Italy unless they're shipping their products but if they're trying to get people to come in through the physical doors it's very difficult so your shift to fan home i mean uh, to SB Nation is one that really makes a ton of sense because now you have the ability to join with such a large network that the types of advertisers that are interested in advertising aren't just advertising in Celtics blog They're advertising in all of SB Nation for the value of the team and all of the content together, which is really, which is great. But at the same time, you also speak to another thing that I wanted to talk to you about, which is that entrepreneurial spirit, because, you know, there is an element when you're doing your own thing that is very exciting because you have your hands in every aspect, right? You are doing the, the selling of the advertising. You are providing all the content. You were probably the main moderator for the message boards. Can you talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial spirit and maybe some pluses and minuses to, to not doing everything?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, um, I, I do have an entrepreneurial spirit and I, I love, um, being able to just just do things, you know, in in a situation where you're the you're the boss or you're the, the sole person in in charge of things, you can just you don't have to ask ask for permission, you don't have to you know go through the red tape. You can just try new things and and push boundaries and and um, you know create something. Like you know, that's that's really what this is all about. It's 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 creation. It's it's using the creative side of my brain. And so I really enjoyed that, and, and I liked doing that. Um, the it was it was fun just being able to to try new things, bring in new writers, see what their voices were, um, you know, push boundaries. Like one one of the things that I I did early on was I, I said, okay, let's do um, previews across the entire NBA, and this was even before I, I joined SB Nation. I it was just like, hey, we're all bloggers. Let's all work together. I don't know the Bulls. I don't know the Lakers. I don't know, you know, um, the Kings very well. Let's ask, you know, Matt from Bloggable. Let's ask Tom Ziller from um, Sactown Nation, um, Sactown Royals, excuse me, and see what their take on the teams are, and get a perspective from that. Um, and so, you know, some people were like, "Hey, this is a Celtics blog. Why are you doing a Kings preview on here?" Well, this adds value. It adds more interest because you learn about these other teams and then they, therefore you can figure out whether or not, you know, hey, if you get too hyper-focused on the Celtics, you're not going to know how, um, you know, comparatively speaking, how good we are. So I don't know, it, it, it's just one of those things where I enjoyed um, trying new things. I like, you know, pushing the boundaries, like I said, and, and just experimenting with new things, you know, but you talked talk about the message boards, you know, at, at one point early on, I just said, Hey, I'm going to use fan home as my, as my message boards. And then at some point I said, well, I can find, you know, software for message boards. I can drop that onto my site. Let's try that. And I created my own message boards and invited people to come over and, you know, that kind of took off on its own. So it's, it's one of those things where you, you try things out and, some things I tried that didn't work out, and so you know, you, you give it a shot. If it doesn't work out, you cut bait and move on.
0: Well, it's you know, you're absolutely right, and it's your canvas. And when it isn't your only source of income, it sort of gives you the freedom a little bit. And I think that's one of the major benefits is that you know, you can always take a breath of fresh air. And not feel like every every decision is so critical when you know things aren 't going perfectly, you can throw some stuff against the wall, and one of the things that you just talked about was doing the the um, the other previews of the other teams and I, I want to talk about that because to provide content, especially regularly, when you know people are checking your page. There, we're in it right now. This was sort of the reason why I decided to do the off interview series. It's like every topic and every Celtics discussion is played out at this point. I mean, sure, <laughs> there'll be a few things that'll pop up here and there, but not enough to drive 30 to 45 minutes of Celtics conversation. And what a great way for you to provide steady new content, at least to your readers on Celtics blog, than to do something like that, um, and I remember you, it's funny you mentioned Matt and Tom. I remember that you had very close relationships, and they were willing to experiment with you as well. So I have two kind of questions in that vein. One is maybe talk a little bit about just trying to fill the void in the off season and what a challenge that can be for making it not only entertaining for your for your your readers. And that was something that Danny Larue said last week as well. In the last interview, was trying to make sure that it was not wasting the reader's time. So I know that's right. in your head as well. How do you not waste the reader's time, but come up with creative content? And how much how much pressure is that during this stage of the off season?
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely a, a challenge. It's, it's something where you have no know, games, you have no. Game, you have no rumors you have no transactions this is the deadest period of the you know nba calendar people people in the in the league and and you know players are literally on vacation so there's not much i can say about people's vacation once i want to go super creepy you know so like <laughs> it, that, that's but but at the same time over the years i've developed this rhythm where i understand okay look um you know, when when the games are going on, there's you know, there's, you know, game previews, there's game recaps, there's game reactions. There's a there's a, a new cycle that goes um, from from points A to B. And the off season, early in the off season, when you've got the draft and free agency, there's tons of content. There's just lots going on. But in the off season, you kind of have to switch gears. You have to kind of take your brain and you know flip it. You know, I um, I try to you know go super creative. I like you know. Write, um, you know, swag is is one of my favorite things. Silly, wild, astute guess- guesses. You know, um, I I like to do weird things like you know, Shakespeare, <laughs> trying to write Shakespearean sonnets about the Celtics or something like that. So, just to kind of keep keep people uh, entertained, and you know? and it's it's just kind of fun. Like, like I said, it's I'm able to switch from more of an analytical, um, you know business-like type of, you know, analysis to kind of like a free-flowing, um, creative writing type of, um, Hey, there's no deadlines, but here, here's some thoughts that I just had. And, and I think people respond to it and they, they, they enjoy it. I think, um, it's just one of those things where there's this, if there's nothing going on, come up with something. And, and yes, there, there's a little bit of pressure, I guess you could say to to keep coming up with content. But at the same time, if I don't, you know the, the you know life will go on, the, the blog will go on, and um, sometimes you can just be completely random and say, um, "Okay, how do you make a peanut butter sandwich? Go talk about it." And, and the community will take over. They just have fun with it, you know and um, and, and that's one of the things I love is about the blog itself is that you know it, it is a community. It's, it, it's gone from a small bar to kind of a stadium. Um, but at the same time, we're all in this together. We love talking about the Celtics or uh, at the very least something vaguely similar to the Celtics. So um, I, I really enjoy the, the building of the community, getting to know other Celtics fans, giving them a platform to, to voice their own um, comments. That's one of the things I, I love about the, the software. It's called FanPost. Um, back in even back in the early days of my blog I was trying to encourage other people to do their own writing and be your, you be a blogger too so like it, it's just one of those things where I love hearing other people's perspectives um so you get get all ranges some some sometimes people have incredibly eloquent you know um articles about things sometimes people have um data analysis that I would never know how to Um, I I would never have looked up and dove that deep into the the topic. And then there's other people that, you know, are just worried about, you know, trade rumors and stuff like that. You know, more power to you. There's a a lot of different voices and a lot of different, um, you know, perspectives that I I love, you know, hearing from. So that, that was very important to me. You know, people always say content is king. I've always countered with okay, content is king, but
0: you know, community is queen.
1: Let's you know, you gotta make sure that you're engaging the audience.
0: I think, you know, that that is really point poignant. Community is queen. And I think that those message boards help fill in the off season keep people engaged, and it can also obviously be a source of inspiration not only for you but for the writers. And I want to talk about the fan post again in just a minute, but we're talking with Jeff Clark, founder, entrepreneur, uh, Celtics blog, creator, moderator, just all things Boston Celtics and Celtics blog. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, Audible, here, and then we're going to come right back with Jeff. All right, we're back with Jeff. Community is queen, and I want to say I absolutely agree with you. I think the fan post concept, Jeff, was really, really key because I think – and I even remember this from the early days of Celtics Stuff Live is people would call into the show and then it would create a personality and they'd be part of the show. And I feel like, look, not everybody can necessarily be a writer on Celtics' blog. Otherwise, there would be so much content it would be a mess, Right. But there are obviously certain people that engage in the community who have really good ideas, really good thoughts, deserve an opportunity to have that shared and want to be part of the discussion not only on a message board, but maybe they want to be highlighted. Maybe they want to have their personality on a slightly different stage. And if they really put some thought into constructing some sort of prose with their idea and concept that is well-supported, It's awesome because you get to give them a pat on the back. You get to bump that up and say, you know what, this was this was really good, and you get to highlight that. And it makes I would only imagine that it makes people feel even more connected again to that that community. Was that your idea? Was that something that was part of SB Nation's concept? How do you know how that came about?
1: Well, SB Nation actually had the concept when I joined up, but I I had a similar type thing on my um, website even before I joined SB Nation. Um, Back in the early days, uh, if you remember the Ricky Buckets, the Buckets Brigade, you know, I I invited. I totally
0: forgot about the Buckets Brigade. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: I, I invited all of them, hey, you know, Here's a whole section of the website. You go ahead and write your own content, and, and a few of them took me up on it. You know, it didn't it didn't pan out because a lot of them weren't truly you know bloggers at heart. But it, it gave them an opportunity, and so I always tried to push the idea of okay, you write you your turn to blog. You write something, and I'll post it for you. I'll do all the hard work. You just write something, and so that, that was always a, a passion of mine. And and getting the message board, and the chat room were just an extension and amplification of that you know however you want to interact with a site it's it's how you know, that's that's what we're going to give you. you you have options you have the ability to do to do that um and so you know a, a lot of it too is encouraging and and um, the, encouraging the 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 right kinds of, of comments you know i always wanted to make sure that um i, I set the bar high i i want content to be you know Something other people want to read, not just, you know, flame wars or insults or, you know, um, a, a string of curses or something like that. And if you, you and I remember the early days of the um, ESPN when okay. they had message boards, and they were just this sewer of crap. I mean, I, don't, I don't know, really don't know how else to describe it. It's just, it was
0: just youthful angst playing out in capital letters.
1: <laughs> basically. And it was no, not any benefit to anybody. So, you know that that kind of early on at, at Fanhome and things like that, I, I found, hey, there's moderators here. This is a great idea. You you want to make sure that you know people are you know treating each other with respect. And that's always been my you know my golden rule, which is you know, hey, if we have lots of different rules, and and I could call you on any of them if I wanted to. But at the same time, if you're treating people with respect none of the rules matter that's it's just a baseline in my mind common sense thing to do is just treat people with respect allow them to have their viewpoints and you give your viewpoints and we have an open dialogue and open conversation
0: well you know I, i definitely wanted to talk about the struggle it is with being a moderator and I also wanted to tie it in to your faith because I did read your essay on faith and sports and it's amazing. I think that was six years old. Now it was back from, (laughs) from 2010, but you know, I know, um, you know, I know religion is a big part of your life, but you know, some of the themes you just talked about, like respect and, you know, creating a community where people can be involved. And, you know, I wondered there's, and, and, you know, there's no perfect way to kind of connect faith in sports other than literally read your writing and, and talk about, you know, the the four parallels that you outlined in there. You know, but I think the, the sure. first one you wrote about was inspiration and then, you know, devotion. I'll just go through them, unity. And I think that's what I'll go back to, but also history. And, and obviously that's a, a great connection with the Celtics. But can you talk a little bit about your faith and how that plays into the ability to create a thriving community because I mean that a lot of the benefits of faith is creating a community, right? I mean, that's the the benefits and talking about having respect for one another. There's a, there's a lot of other parallels that aren't even necessarily just addressed in detail in your article, but I know how hard it is being a moderator. Cause I, I picked up after you left fan home and there were <laughs> so many people that were arguing and it's almost like you really had to have you know, a pastoral approach to helping them move through, you know, their disagreements so that everybody could still stay and nobody had to get kicked out because they weren't treating each other with respect.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's certainly an element to, you know, tending the flocks if you will. Um, And, you know, like you said, my my faith is a big part of my life. You you can't, I I can't disassociate it from myself. You know, I am a devout Christian and I I make no bones about that as, I, I love the Lord and I love, you know, talking about that. At the same time, you know, Celtics blog itself is not a Christian blog. So I'm not going to, you know, force my faith down other people's throats. Um, you know, but like, like you said, it, it's a part of everything I do. So it, it definitely under, underscores how I run things, how I treat people, how I treat people on the blog. Um, it, it's a a situation where I just try to, you know, be Christ-like to other people. Um, in some in some circumstances, that means you know drawing a hard line in the sand. I mean, and again, don't take any of this in terms of me you know proselytizing or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, this is you know for all the people that um, that disliked the fact that I, I banned somebody because they couldn't stop swearing or they couldn't stop you know insulting people. I've had thirty to forty people say thank you, thank you so much for 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 running the blog this way, to, to giving me an opportunity to to voice my opinion without getting shouted down by the the angry mob, and you know the 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 vocal minority um, that sometimes drowns out a, a a person's view. It was just not something I wanted on my blog, and I, I wanted a opportunity to you know, again, like I said, treat people with respect. And that That's not even a specifically Christian, you know, concept. Just about every faith and religion has some sort of version of the golden rule, you know, treat other people as you, as you would have them treat you and things like that. So I don't think this is you know, groundbreaking or anything like that. It's just, hey, I want people to treat people with respect. And when you do that, you find a, a greater community um, as a result of it.
0: It's funny cuz I remember two people that that one was on fan home that couldn't come back and I remember another one obviously for Celtics blog and um but I'm not even sure that the people that you have had to separate from necessarily hold it against you it's almost like they know that they were asking for it and they couldn't control <laughs> themselves and and I think of one uh, and I think it's, I think his, I think his, uh, handle on fan home was Lee genius, but I see him conversing with you on Twitter all the time now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I there are some people that are just going to, um,
1: they're, they're going to have their own voice, you know, and whether or not they want to have that voice in the way that I want them to on my blog, that's, that's up to them. You know, I have my rules. I, I have no hard feelings. And if you want to, um, Go somewhere if you wanna voice your your voice in a way that's not in aligned with my respect rule, then you have other websites to go to this is you know some people have uh, um you know incorrectly accused me of you know censorship or something like that you know, it's not censorship I don't care what your opinions are i've never ever ever you know banned somebody for disagreeing with me i I've always banned them for you know disagreeing with people in a non-respectful way so you know you, i i encourage and, and welcome other viewpoints and then i'm the first to say hey i'm going to be wrong about a lot of stuff and i have my opinions but they're just opinions it doesn't necessarily mean that they're facts that they're, they're just my opinions so um yeah and so i i try not to have any hard feelings at all about people uh, about people that have you know, left the site for one reason or the other, and I try at, at, at all times, and it, you know, I guess this gets back to my my faith a little bit. Whenever possible, I try to you know show grace. You know, I mean, people make mistakes. I made mistakes early on. One of the reasons why my my handle back in fanhome was is because I went on these rants. I just you know just talked and and like railed about Rick Pitino, and this and that was an easy topic to rail about. But you know, I just <laughs> went was on, and on and on and on, I had a, a an aggressive style, and I I loved ranting about things. Over time, I've kind of matured. I've kind of you know cooled off a little bit and taken a a a, a, a more sophisticated view of, of things. And so, again, if someone had judged me, like you know, I, I liken it to like these twenty year olds that come up and they're drafted, and people are putting them under a microscope, if people had, you know, judged me by, you know, things that I said back in 1998, then, you know, you would have had a poor opinion of me. So I've, I've grown, I've developed as a person, and um, I hope that I will continue growing and, and developing as a person um, through my faith and through interactions with other people.
0: Well, so much of personal growth, and you can read all kinds of books or articles, and a common constant theme is about surrounding yourself with the right people or people that will challenge you, uh, be- Or and it, and I think another one I saw was if you're the smartest person in the room, you're hanging out with the wrong people, like all of that, <laughs> and I think that is part of the you know, again, I think that there draws a lot of parallels to faith in that regard as well Is you know, it, you are the company that you keep. And so, you know, that that ties into, you know, managing a successful community as well. Um, but I also want to take that and, and ask you, you know, who are some of the other bloggers that you surrounded yourself with? You already mentioned Tom Ziller and Matt from Bloggable. But were there other sort of partners, you know, and, and you probably still have these relationships sure. and maybe if, you know, we're paying attention to them on the, you know, in, in terms of just how you deliver content and who you work with. But, but in general, were there other people that you either found inspiring or partnered with, maybe your influencers, but I know sometimes influences sounds like idols to me and I don't really like that. I think, you know, if somebody influences you and you do really good work as a result of being inspired by them, you ultimately get to know each other in some form or another. And, and so you've done a really good job. So maybe talk about some of your influencers and partners as you've kind of been doing this for the last, you know, 15 plus years.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, an obvious name that comes up to mind in, in terms of um, influence is a, a guy like Bill Simmons. He's, he was a, a trailblazer in the industry. He was uh, a, a blogger. That's probably the first, you know, really, really, really successful blogger at heart that, that went on to, to bigger and better things. And, you know, early on I got compared to him because I was a, a Boston sports blogger and he was too. And, you know, it, it was like, I, I wasn't trying to be, you know, copy him. I was trying to have my own voice and, and do my own thing. But at the same time, I had a great deal of respect for him. And he even, you know, reached out to me a couple of times and gave me some pointers and I'll always, you know, appreciate that, that, um, that, uh, that gesture. Um, but, you know, the other thing I wanted to say too, is like, you know, on the blog itself, it's never been just about me. And you know, I've maybe been the constant throughout it's because I've been there from the beginning, but there's always been someone alongside me. You talk about, you know, back in the Fan Home message boards, you know, when I left Fan Home and, and started the blog and you know, I brought this guy named Hagrid along with me, who, or his screen name was Hagrid. Um, he's a, a great, you know, friend at the time. And he, and he, you know, appreciated the opportunity to, to do some writing of his own. And we both, you know, started the, the, the blog, um, you know, between us. And then, I've always been, you know, and, and again, sorry to use you know, safe like words, but I was, I've just been blessed so many times where every time, like you know, Hagrid had to Hagrid had to you know go away and, and couldn't blog anymore, but someone else came along. Every time something like that happened, where they had to move on to bigger and better things, someone else would take their place, and so it's it's just been a steady stream of guys that have you know contributed to the vlog Um, sound their voice, gotten their feet wet in terms of of, of blogging. And then, like I said, a lot of them have gone on to doing other things. There's, you know, um, one writer went on to work for the Boston Globe. Another writer went on to work for ESPN. Another writer um, actually went on to work in an NBA, you know, um, front office. It's just amazing the, the opportunities that people have had over the time to, you know, get their feet wet and and make a name for themselves on Celtics blog and then go on and do other things in in addition to that. So um, again, I've always been very blessed to have someone else see the opportunity, take advantage of that opportunity and then follow through with great content on Celtics blog, which is, you know, it's been a symbiotic relationship. We, we help their career and they give us content and it just worked out wonderfully for me. So I'm always very thankful and, Appreciative of the fact these people have come alongside me and helped me out, um, and you talk about in the early days there was a guy named Bob Day who helped me with the the, the servers and, and creating a a web template that works um, that was before SB Nation, but you know a lot of different people, a lot of different names that I could um, bring up and, and say, hey, these people were instrumental in the, in the success of the blog, and um, I, I, I very much appreciate it.
0: I swear you're reading my mind because I definitely was thinking about Hagrid because I knew that uh he stayed on moderating the fan home page as he was doing sort of both for a while there, and so I remember that and i and i I was thinking of him uh a name I haven't heard in a while was Bob Day, who actually helped out Celtic stuff live as well, and Bob and I stayed in touch for quite a while, and that was a connection we made. Through you, And if we're going to make another, and, and certainly don't apologize for it, but if we're going to make another faith reference, you know, I'm going to say that much of that blog, much of Celtic's blog has helped lift other people up and help them be successful. And so, you know, I think, again, there's a parallel. And you, once again, read my mind that I was going to go there and ask you about you know, the people that had contributed to the blog who had gone on to have success. And I'll even tell my own story because there was a time when nobody from new media, and that, you know, ESPN doesn't count, or if you wrote a blog for Boston.com or The Globe, that doesn't count. People who were truly self-made on the Internet, it's so much so that you referenced Bill Simmons was one of the, the big hairs across his butt was the fact that he couldn't get access, (laughs) despite the fact that he had done a great job writing for Digital City and was an early pioneer starting that, you know, in 1997 and was a local boy. And your, your efforts, along with Eric Weiss's, and I was a very, very small piece of that, but the three of us worked to get credentialed access to the Celtics for the very first time. From somebody right. as a member of of New Media, and I know your relationship with Wick Grousbek had a lot to do with it, and I know Eric and his family had some connections to the front office, and I actually well, don't make it sound like
1: I, I, I hang out with this billionaire on, on the weekends. <laughs> <I>
0: just... <laughs> well, that's only because you don't live in Boston. You probably would. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he he was he was kind enough to like reach out to me in the early days and say, hey, we want to sell some tickets. Your your readers might be interested, and so we you know create a little bit of a email dialogue that way. But it's just you know like you said early on in the in the in the process, that was another one of those things where I said, you know, I like to try to push the boundaries and try something new. You know, in my mind, why can't I get into the locker room? Why can't I do reporting and get quotes right from the source? Um, you know, I'm I'm a media member too, and any in a different sort of way. And I I still remember the first time I ever had a press pass and I went in there and I started talking to Ricky Davis and Rafe LaFrance and people like that. Um, There was a a writer at the time at the Boston Globe named Shira Springer. She looked at me like I had five heads. Like she had no idea what I was doing there. And I I, I don't think she had anything against me per se, but it was just like, what is this thing? How did you let a blogger into, into the locker room? This is just you know, it's weird. And so, I, you know, for me, it was just like, hey, this is the next natural step. It's the, the progression of, of media. And I and I have nothing against, you know, newspapers. I, I love newspapers and I love the, 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 the wonderful writers that have always worked for newspapers. But I also want to challenge the media. I want to say, hey, you have your thing. We have our thing. We're going to, you know, get in there and, and, you know, upset the fruit basket a little bit. And, and I just enjoyed um, pushing those boundaries and having you and Eric and and later on, you know, people like Kevin and and you know, lots of different people.
0: Jimmy Toscano is another one. Absolutely, yeah, Jimmy,
1: of course. Yeah, having them be you know um, representatives of the blog and and people that can go up there and say, "Hey, look, yes, I, I write for a blog, but I'm a a, a legit you know media member who's going to handle himself or herself with." With respect and 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 accountability, and you know, I'm I'm going to treat my treat you with with professionalism. That was a, a eye-opening thing for people like the Celtics and, and around the league. That hey, this is something that can evolve and 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 move forward. And, and of course, yes, the Celtics have been very forward-thinking, very um, very supportive of of the blog in, in, in general. Um, they've never been a Had a hand in in anything that I do, but they've always, you know, if you think about it, the name Celtics blog. I if they wanted to, they could come down on me and say, hey, that's a trademark violation. You you can't use that because this is we put a lot of money and, and effort into developing our trademark, and you're not you're not part of our organization. You can't use that name. But they have it. They they've allowed me to maintain this blog, it's called Celtics Blog. And so,
0: but you've respected the brand, Jeff, and that's part of it. You know, When we talked about that being so much of how you developed the website, you didn't just respect the brand because of how you treated it, you respected the brand because of how you developed the community. And that's very much a reason why you developed a mutual respect between the organization and that they have had you know, a mutually beneficial relationship with the blog
1: yeah and, and and when it does boil down to it and you know i provide you know a voice for fans and i and a a kind of a when it boils down to it i'm a fan i'm I'm a really really big fan of the team and so um when they're it, it only makes sense for them to re, to have a good relationship with with fan sites and, and blogs and because these are these are their their most passionate you know customers so Yeah, it it makes sense to have what I guess you would call a symbiotic relationship with them. And it it just has been a very positive thing throughout the years.
0: Well, it really has, and I I'm I'm thankful, and I just you know I'll say thank you to you, and and Eric Weiss as well, who was writing for Draft Express and Celtics blog, and and starting up the company. I believe that he's still working for now the BBIQ. But when we talk about lifting others up, you and Eric really spearheaded that. I happen to go to a game with Eric the day that there, and I know we were working together, but the two of you are driving that train. I happen to be attending or I happen to be going to a game with Eric and he brought me to the meeting with Jeff twist and Brian Olive and everyone. And um, you know, we all met face to face. Eric did most of the talking we go. You know, and I tell this story a lot just because it was a turning point when I realized that I could move out of my nursing career and into a sales career. And a lot of this, and again, being passionate about something and allowing it to help you change. Like you said, I've grown a lot over the years, and this is how I used to write, and this is how I write now. The Celtics coverage has also been a big part of my life to the point where. I almost didn't get to cover the team. I almost didn't pick up those credentials because Eric had left Boston about two thirds of the way through the season. he said, yeah, just, you know, email Brian Olive and, and you'll get the credentials and it'll be fine. And I wound up emailing him and I hadn't heard back and we went back and forth. And then, Uh, I sort of assumed I was going, and I called Brian just to confirm that I was all set. He called me back, and he said, hey, these credentials aren't transferable. We had them assigned only to Eric. You know, I'm sorry. And then, you know, I kind of took that, and then I learned the best lesson that I've been able to apply to sales and my transition, which was don't take no for an answer. (laughs) And I called back, and I said, well, I don't know if it matters, but you and I met face to face. Sure. And so we have met and I just, I had to ask you because if it makes a difference, I'd like to still come down and I got a call back. They told me five minutes later, I was good to go. And That's great. You know, so much that, yeah, so much of this world is, is that face to face and relationships. And the, so I wanted to kind of take that and just ask you about how you think people's relationships have been changed by media because I still think it's extremely valuable to have that face-to-face relationship especially in a business arrangement and you really can't get rid of that but a lot of the you know people older than us you know and I I am starting to feel old as my kids grow up <laughs> but people older than us definitely look at people stuck in their phones stuck in the media and saying these people don't even know how to have a personal relationship with somebody else they're doing it at the same table texting each other instead of looking at each other in the eyes. And I just wondered if you had thoughts about how, new, how this media that you and I have been part of for so long has, has changed American culture. Does it clash with your faith a little bit, or do you think that we're kind of evolving and that you know, true relationships are just being enhanced by some of the media and, and cell phones and devices that we're using these days?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, first let me go back to something you said. You, you said, you know, you appreciated me, you know, being some small part in, in allowing me to get into that 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 meeting. But well, you deserve that, you know. So that's what I—that's my whole point. Is you did the legwork. You handled yourself with professionalism. You you um, you got in there early and started saying, "I want to do something new. I want to do a Celtics podcast." So you're a pioneer of your of your own, and. You know, I appreciated that um, that entrepreneurial sp- spirit of yours, and and we had a like-minded um, attitude that you know I felt confident you know going forward with you, and so and that ties into what you're talking about is that um, yeah, I mean there, in, on on some levels in cer- certain circumstances nothing does you know change the personal face-to-face uh, interaction, but when it boils down to it. We're, we're we're on a blog. You know, again, what I say is like, you know, when I graduated college, I, I moved down to, to um, Virginia and I didn't have Celtics stand around me. They just didn't, all my friends didn't care about the Celtics. So I, I needed that interaction. I sought it out online and I was able to find it and I was able to create something and, and, and nurture that community to the point where I have, you know, long, very, very, very good friends that I met that I've never met in person, you know. I, I just I love them like brothers, but I've never met them in person. So that, that's that's a. I think it's a wonderful thing if you can take it in that direction. If you allow that um, to be a part of your life in that way. Um, yes, there are some limitations. There's um, a wall of of um, space between you that is the you know the expanse of the internet. But at the same time, there's a, a great connecting force behind that too so yes we have you know devices blogs um cell phones texting whatever you call it but at the same time this that all that all is about connecting so there are there are bad things about it there are you know you can take anything to an extreme you can take anything to um you know again going back to to faith anything can be a sin if you abuse it you know but at the same time there's a, there's a beauty that can be found in the interaction and the communication and the connection with other um, kindred spirits, if you will, on, on the Internet, on, the, on blogs, on um, however you want to interact, on podcasts and things like that. So I think it's a, I think it's a, a great thing as long as you are treating it in a um, respectful manner.
0: I honestly couldn't agree more, Jeff. And i I feel like we're old friends catching up. You know, it, it doesn't <laughs> even feel like an interview. And I just I want to just tell you I really appreciate you know you taking the time to do this. And and you know it's a little kind of an out of the box interview series, and it, it's definitely meant to feature the guest and and maybe connect the audience more with who they are as a person versus. You know, their niche in terms of the content that they provide. And you've been as gracious as any of the guests to date and pretty. Pretty forthcoming about your opinions, and and I you know I think that's important too. I think it's important that you know our individuality comes out. You know, you talk about good things and bad things with technology, and I'll tell you, I got rid of Facebook once we got you know about (laughs) January once we got into the heat of the political race because I just couldn't I couldn't (laughs) take all the political commentary on my feed. So we'll see. Maybe after an eighteen month hiatus from Facebook, I'll I'll come around again and I'll I'll bring it back up and, and, you know, see all my friends again. But, um, I've definitely just said I, I had enough for the, I've had enough during the presidential election year anyway, but yeah. is there anything that you think that maybe we should have talked about? Cause I know we're getting to a point where we're, we're wrapping up, but is there anything that you think we should have talked about that we didn't talk about, you know, through this, this hour that we've been speaking?
1: Um, you know, nothing, you know, comes to mind. I mean, we've talked, again, people want to actually, I'll say this, people often come to me for advice, you know, hey, how do I get into the industry? How do I do something like what you're doing? And, you know, my, my sarcastic answer is go back 10 years and start doing it back then. Um, (laughs) But, you know, if you want to do something, you know, practice it, you know, start writing, start writing every day you know and one of the you know humorous um, bits of advice that i got early on was you know write every day and if you think you're a good writer write twice a day and i think that's one of those things where like you know hey you, it's a little bit of a humility thing you're not that great. you need to keep working on your craft you need to keep working on on what you do and you only get better at it by by practicing you know um Marcus Smart's not going to get better at shooting three three pointers if he doesn't keep practicing them. And then another thing too is that you know read every day, read something, read something challenging, read something good. Uh, it doesn't have to be just sports. It doesn't have to be just you know Zach Lowe and and people like that. It can be, you know, it can be Hemingway, it can be Steinbeck, it can be um, you know Harry Potter. You know, just read something that that makes that challenges you, that that it opens up a part of your mind that makes you want to, you know, communicate kind of like that, you know, you can pull things from all different types of writing style, um, be it you know, poetry or st- statistics. I mean, everything has value that you can pull upon. So, you know, I would say just expand your, your horizons, try different things, and don't be afraid to try try something new.
0: Yeah. You make me think of this video on YouTube with Shia LaBeouf that is just hilarious. He's just saying, just do it. And it's sort of like the Nike mantra, but at the end of the day, I I think that's great advice, but that that's literally just do it. Just go out and do it and experience it and see what it can be. And you'll adjust because if you don't do it, it's definitely not happening. And, um, but it, and it, and again, it almost seems like a cliche, like, right, of course, if I don't do it, it won't happen. But people often find a struggle in getting the motivation because the I can't start to happen. And so that's why, and I think I'll tie that to Danny's advice about don't do it for the money, right? If you're only in it for the money, don't bother because you won't move forward. That'll be part of the I can't. You know, I'm sure you had to come up with some money out of your own pocket to be able to start the blog and as well as I had to buy some equipment and I funded that and and I wasn't really at a very financially uh, stable point I was trying to start a marriage and a family and you know there was there was some money that was getting put out to do that but it also made me a happier person because I felt productive and a lot of times I think in people's jobs you don't get that kind of creative freedom so if you're an entrepreneur and you really believe that and know it in your heart, and you're somebody who likes to have some creative influence and control, or you feel stifled in your job, find an outlet and do it for yourself and for the people around you because it makes you happier. And I think that's where that just do it or your advice really comes into play. Is like, just do it. Just get after it and, and find out because you'll never know if you don't. And,
1: and be afraid to put in the hard work. Don't no? the, the daily grind you can read an article that I wrote and say, I could have written that better. And you probably could have I make no bones about that. You could have written that better than me, but could you have done it every day? Could you have done it, you know, 300 days out of a year? I mean, that that takes a lot of, you know, commitment and, and energy, you know, you know, one of Doc's old saying was, you know, um, availability is an ability. And and if you, if you come to me um, in, you know, uh, training camp and say, Hey, I want to write for Celtics blog. I'm going to say, great. What have you done? What have you already done? How, how, how can you show me that you have the ability to write? I'm not going to just take you cold off the street. It's just, you know, it's just like an interview process within any other, you know, job or, 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 or company or anything like that. So like, get out there and just start doing it. Even if it's, you know, even if like, you know, like I did in the early days, it was me and, One other friend, and then every once in a while, my mom would click on the site. You know, I mean, sometimes there's that little of an audience, but at the same time, you're working on it. You're you're trying new things. You're you're working on developing your own voice. And so, uh, if you want to be a writer,
0: write. Jeff, thank you so much for your time and insight and your candidness. Because I think this has been uh, been a fabulous interview. And I know you took a good amount of time out of your day to, to join us and, and share this with my audience or our audience. I know John couldn't be with me today, but our audience as well as and I'm sure it's a shared audience as well. But, sure. you know, I'm, I, I know there's plenty of people in your community that would probably be very interested in, you know, hearing your thoughts as well. So anyway, just a just a huge, very sincere thank you to you for, for joining us today.
1: And right back to you. A lot of respect for what you guys do and, and what you've always done. Um, very, always a privilege to to be on this uh,
0: podcast. All right, Jeff Clark, everybody, founder of Celtics Blog. You can follow him on Twitter at Celtics Blog. Go figure that one. I love that he keeps it simple. I think that my favorite quote from that interview was, "If content is king, community is queen." And I will tell you, Jeff Clark really mastered the art of managing a community and has a number of great people at Celtics blog helping him as he mentioned a lot of people that have he has lifted up that have helped him lift up Celtics blog and make it a great site as well just a reminder that the interview was brought to you by loot crate this is another monthly subscription box service for geeks nerds comic book lovers and pop culture aficionados for less than $20 a month subscribers receive a mystery box containing at least $45 worth of collectibles, figurines, apparel, and memorabilia. And then we're talking about August, because August's theme is the anti-hero. From bad guys doing good things for the wrong reasons to good guys with questionable tactics, walk the hero-villain line with this 100% exclusive collection of items from DC Comics, Archer, Dark Horse, and Kill Bill that includes two great collectibles, a wearable, and of course our monthly tee, and don't forget the pin. Head over to lootcrate.com backslash CLNS and enter the code CLNS to save $3 on any new subscription. So, yeah, big thanks again to Jeff Clark. We're going to be wrapping up the show, but don't forget, coming back on Monday, we're going to have Nick Gelso, the founder of CLNS Radio, to kind of talk about new media and we are definitely going to talk about one of the questions that we broached with Jeff in the interview today but the monetization and how things are changing in the new media world and you know where are we at in that uh, phase of things are we at a point where maybe we're the adolescent age with uh, revenue generating and figuring out how people can monetize the content and the time that they put in to their work. We'll also talk to Nick about the Celtics late night show and how the how the CLNS radio network has expanded and really how he got his start. So I'm really excited for that. And again, very appreciative of Jeff Clark's time coming on the show. And quite frankly, the series is off to a great start. Just a reminder, Sean Grandy, kicking it off. So if you didn't hear that that show, that one was absolutely excellent. We talked even a little bit of Maine Black Bears and Hockey East. We talked to Sean about his upbringing in New York and his fandom of the Mets and even his family life. Really wanted this interview series to give you a look behind the curtain about the people that you're listening to or you're reading to or the communities and websites that you visit and what their inspirations were and who they are as people. We're really trying to get into the the nitty-gritty a little bit with that to get you all the way up to training camp. So I hope you've enjoyed it. And again, Danny LaRue last week, if you didn't listen to that one, is absolutely fantastic. Probably one of the easiest interviews I've ever done just because Danny is so purposeful and concise in his thought process and his communication and even how he speaks. Just a, a huge shout to him for making time. So, if you have any ideas of who you would like us to interview, make sure that I get maybe one of your fan favorites onto uh, Celtic Stuff Live in this off-season interview series. Go ahead and tweet your suggestion either at our at CSL underscore tweet live Twitter. You can hit me up directly at CSL underscore Justin or my co-host John Duke at CSL underscore Duke. This broadcast is going to be available on demand on the CLNS Radio mobile app, as well as CLNSRadio.com. Don't forget, like I said, follow us on Twitter, and a big thanks to everybody who tuned in. You can help support this show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review, because your feedback is extremely important to us. And a reminder that today's show was brought to you by Loot Crate, Fan Essentials, and Audible. They've got a great deal for all of you listeners but most importantly you'd be supporting this show and the entire CLNS radio network a big thanks to the entire loyal CLNS radio audience who makes it all worthwhile and for staff writer Eddie Santiago program director Larry H. Russell and the founder of CLNS radio Nick Jelso who will be joining us for our next segment in the interview series and my co-host who couldn't join me today john duke i'm justin thank you for listening to this week's edition of celtic stuff live celtic stuff live